Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change, but your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting, in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the green room. In this episode, we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of a film about a man's struggle with his own mortality, connecting with his estranged son, finding the joy in his career again, losing his best friend, and oh yeah, being chased around the galaxy by an old and quite angry nemesis. All this and more awaits you in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Stay with us. Get ready for the 3324 Podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Coover share their love of all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff. And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums, films, and much more. Welcome, friends, to the 3324 Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Eric Coover. Hello. There he is. Greetings and salutations, sir. Yes, and welcome uh, our very special guests. We have, yeah, we've uh, got to talk about this uh, very special see. film. 110th uh, <laughs> appearance of Nick Leshy. <laughs> Nick Leshy. I believe. 111. Uh, writer, right actor 11. extraordinaire. He, he's done it all and making his yeah. first appearance with us. His first. So we got to let's move Nick to the side. You know, put sweet yeah. Nick under the rug. You're, because we've got Roland DeRucci. Your old hat. <laughs> Roland DeRucci, wel- welcome, welcome aboard. Hello. Permission, Thank permission to board. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> I, sh- I should have loaded up a whole bunch of sound check. Uh, sound yeah, amazing, I really should have done that, right? Yeah. It's, it's just not in the budget. <laughs> I know. It's not there. You know? You would have to pay, play Paige. It never is. Widow. It never is. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure something from, from CBS or Paramount. But, oh, he used the, the, the phaser sound. Go, you no, know, oh, that's not going to happen. No. It's a reverse toaster. You have to pay us. <laughs> So yeah, thank thank you guys for for joining us for a very special episode. We're going to be geeking out about Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Uh, it's the 40th anniversary. Literally, the, yeah. the recording of this episode, we missed it by about a week. So if you're into the whole kismet of doing it on the day, we we came pretty close. We you know, we we pulled it together pretty quick though. Too Roland kind of came on board. He's like, I'm I'm ready the next couple of Mondays. I'm like, well, how about next Monday? He's like, yeah. Yeah. If you go by the Julian calendar, we're set. I mean, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go by the Star Trek. What is the star date anyway? We should we should have found out what the star date was. Yeah, as that well. would have been yeah. interesting. Does anybody yeah, we, really have that nailed down? By the way, it, the it's star date. Apparently legit. I mean, there really yeah. is some method to it. I, I I consider myself a trekker, but I have no idea how that works. But apparently, it's yeah. all you know has some rhyme I and reason. I thought I had it with Next Generation because they seem to be. 
you know, the, the original series was like, no, I have no idea that they're just all just over the place. Throwing yeah. numbers yeah. is all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But next gen seemed to seem to have some kind of continuity, some kind of pattern to it. I think it went by the seasons actually. They they kind of yeah. incorporated that in there. Mm-hmm. But then I I don't know. I kind of lost it lost after it. a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you won't I, have I to think... worry about keeping time with us because yeah. Uh, if you get lost, you can find us on social media. We're at 3324 Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So find us there. Go check it out. Uh, you can see a lot a lot of great stuff there. We do live shows uh, every other week. We're kind of we're kind of there as well, putting ourselves out there for public ridicule and scrutiny. Yeah, uh, th- that's okay as well. But <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna get right into this one because we got a lot of ground to cover. This is just uh, the the story of this movie too. Just how, about how it got made is is almost as compelling as as the great story that it is. So let me yeah. let me roll the stats like I normally do, and then we'll we'll just get onto the transporter pods and, and beam ourselves up. So this was released June 4th of 1982, directed by Nicholas Meyer. And this was only his second film. And his first film was one of my favorites, which is Time After Time. Mm. With, with Malcolm McDowell, very small cult film. Mary Steenburgen, it was their f- first film together. They ended up getting married. A great film. Anyway, uh, $12 million budget. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And a ninety-seven million dollar box office return on investment. So, uh, I think it. I think it did pretty pretty well for itself, all things considered. Um, did everybody here see the Star Trek: The Motion Picture? Not not necessarily when it came out, but just generally. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roland, what do you think? Is that was a little too little too esoteric, Roland? Or would like in in comparison with this? We're not going to stay on the first one too long, but I think we need yeah. to talk about that contrast. Well, I, I think that was like reinventing the world, sort of, and they were pushing a lot of that with, with uh, mm. the motion picture where the, the Klingons come in differently. I, I remember as a kid seeing it in Brighton beach. I remember the theater I saw it in actually. So here in Brighton beach in one of the theaters right off the, uh, the L over there. And, and I remember being shocked about how they changed sort of the visual elements of it. And this yeah. is more story enter, you know, uh, focus when I was watching this again, watch it twice, just to, just to, you know, see him go, con, you know, and then that was just, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I have all kinds of jokes to say about that, that, that expression. But uh, but seeing how they went back very much to the, the, the rhythm of the shows, even though yeah. it's an extended format, yeah. but the rhythm, the music, uh, all that stuff that leads up to it is very much an episode. It was really like a almost like a TV, you know, a TV show of the week, very special yeah. episode, you know, so, you know, Star Trek, where you find out that, you know, Kirk and Spock loved each other. And it was just, it was just well, very emotional. Roman. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think there's, yeah. I think you, 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 you unpacked a lot there, Roland, because you know, the, the original Star Trek, the motion picture was kind of a response to star Wars, even though they yeah. were, they were trying to get a, they were trying yeah. to get a TV series off the ground again. They were trying to mm-hmm. kind of reboot that uh, star Trek, uh, star Wars comes in and just annihilates the science fiction community. Yeah. So, you know, they're like, okay, we got to get this up and running. Let's, let's kind of get it going. But yeah, it was Star Trek, you know, in almost in name only, Eric. I mean, right? It was kind of yeah. like, you know, very, very heady, very yeah. not what you, you know, they were trying to be more sci-fi and, and yeah. trying to be more serious. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, I think it, it was um, <clears throat> Gene Roddenberry had this idea, you know, I think that was actually what they used was the pilot for the series, for the second series. And they didn't bother to flesh it out. You know, they just, they only had so much story to tell in a one hour episode. I guess it w- would have been the premiere or the pilot 
And they didn't, they had to expand upon that. So there's a lot of like just long, <laughs> very, you know, just like very, it's, you know, I think Robert Wise is a very esteemed director, directed it. Uh, he did the day the earth stood still. So he's no stranger to sci-fi. Um, but <clears throat> bringing it in, you know, bringing that on and making it trying to be too, like, I think they were trying to get like two, th- 2001 with yeah, it. Absolutely. Trying to be more, you know, the meaning and you know like i i like the sci-fi aspect i like the idea of the discovery aspect facing the unknown kind of thing i just wish that the acting it was and the characterizations <laughs> yeah right? were matched that because it, it would that would have made it much for a much greater film had they brought in uh you know the 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 the, the, the personalities from the tv show into it yeah. and and really you know uh it, it just would have made it uh, it was a totally different tone the acting was horrible I don't know why. I mean, they just, these guys are, you know, they've worked together before. It's not like they, you know, yeah, um, I so just don't why, think why, why it was so led in. And so, yeah. 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 You can, you can have a great, you can have a great director. You could put in Robert yeah. Wise, but, and, right. and admittedly, even, even with Trek two, a lot of the people that ended up coming onto the project had no, uh, were not really aware, fully aware of Star Trek and what it was. And, and Nick, I think where, you know, the the jump between one and two is pretty jarring. Like you had this yeah. one thing that was very heady and very kind of, yeah, like the long shots of like the enterprise. It takes five minutes to kind of get down the whole thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Taking forever. But, but then all of a sudden you, Nick, we get to, to two and it's much more bang, bang and much more kind of really like, like, like Roland was saying more, more closer to, to the spirit of an episode, which is not a bad thing for Star Trek. Yeah. And I think what really made Star Trek II um, the beloved movie that it became is the story and the characters, those two together. There really was a plot to Star Trek II that I think Star Trek The Motion Picture really missed. Um, I mean, they tried for a long time after the 1960s series. I think they would wanted to make another series. I think, Eric, you touched upon that. Um, they really wanted to make uh, Phase 2, I think is what they called it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to launch the Paramount Network back then. And then when Star Wars <laughs> yeah. came out, they were like, oh, let's just make this into a movie. Let's bring everybody and make a right. film. And what Roland said, it was... You know, they changed the outfits, they redesigned the Enterprise, and then instead of making it like Star Wars, they really went, I think, for a 2001 vibe, like you mentioned, Eric, and it was kind of like slow-paced. People look back at it now, and I think, you know, they like it more than, you know, originally, you know, people criticized it for, but Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, was the one that kind of was like, this is it. This is what everybody loved about the original series. It had kind of campy action, but it was a Western in space. It had that kind of, you know, militaristic, you know, kind of like that episode, Balance of Terror, where they found the submarine warfare. warfare. Mm -hmm. So it it really was almost like a bottle episode. You know, they didn't hop from planet to planet or have super Mm -hmm. duper special effects it was like this kind of drama with characters you know i don't think trek uh i don't think khan and kirk shared any on stage screen time like they were no, they the actually didn't set, right? no, together. No, no. but and, and you, you would never know or you would never miss that right exactly, i mean exactly because that's a glaring thing usually there's a, a a showdown you know the, the the hero and the villain you know duke it out or do something these guys shared no screen time together and you you almost don't notice unless someone points it out to you uh, and again, the, the movie is just w- written so well that you don't even you don't even ding them for it. Nobody be like, oh, there was no they didn't get together. They didn't. You know, it's like you're not even dinging them for it because this was so well executed. Um, let me give just a little bit behind the scenes of of the run up to Trek 2, because I, I think it's kind of important. Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry was, was kind of was trying to get himself more involved in it. And his beautiful, wonderful idea for Trek 2 was 
go back to 1963 and have Spock assassinate Kennedy <laughs> because they uh, they did something with time and all, the only way they could fix it was to kill Kennedy and Spock was going to be the assassin. At that That's point, right. Paramount says, Mr. Roddenberry, you'll be a creative consultant. We You're really out. Don't, <laughs> we really don't need that kind of idea right now. Um, right. So they, they kind of pushed him to the side and, and he's just a, a grumpy grumpy bastard anyway that's so. to say you know by one moment sodas in front of my house <laughs> <laughs> so he he was he was none too happy about it and and what ha- and then what happened is once uh once they had the script finalized um and they gave it to all the all the people they were afraid because of the death of spock they were afraid of leaks so what they did yeah. for each script is they made just some um, some typos, uh, uh, different typos on each script. So if the script got leaked, they would know by looking at the typo who leaked it. So the script got leaked and people were flip, flipping out. <laughs> you can't kill Spock. How dare you? Da, da, da. So they, they, they get a copy of the leaked script. And who, do, who leaked it? Mr. Gene Roddenberry leaked it. <laughs> Yeah, That's he great. apparently was not very. Anymore. He was just not too happy about his treatment during this time. He, yeah, he was very apparently very, very, very difficult to work with. Yeah. The guy just would not budge on his ideas, and and uh, writers like were always frustrated with him, especially the the writers for Next Generation. They were always at odds with the guy, and they weren't. They you know you you cannot write perfect people all the time where there's, you know, he believed there's no problems. There's no conflict. Uh, people would not re- you know, you know, behave this way in the 23rd century or whatever. And they're like, no, people are still human beings yeah, then it's at dull. that time. Yeah. It's, it just gets dull. And yeah, there's, there's it's probably a control for... thing too. I mean, when, when you're that <clears throat> yeah. long and you're revered and you're, you're doing the circuit, I mean, that, that was probably part yeah. of the reboot too, where, you know, they had this great, Certain members of that community, you know, uh, you know, Shatner, you know, Roddenberry, mm-hmm. they were revered. You know, everybody else was sort of held back. That might have been also why when people came back, they weren't that happy. It was a paycheck for them. Yeah. So some yeah. people might have felt it was just a paycheck and they didn't want to deal with this. They didn't want to be stuck and pigeonholed in those roles. But but yeah. this one, I mean, look, watching it again twice and, and really enjoying it and, and just seeing the acting. Yeah, there's some things. I don't know why they're there. You know, but that, that's just me and my critique of actors. <laughs> but Ricardo Maltabon, seeing him act. It's just a, yeah. it's a masterclass. I'm like, son it, of a bitch, really how is. do you make every scene like so good? And you're yeah. just doing stop. No. What, what was that line? He goes, I, you can give me nothing and I am here to give you nothing. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you just told him to F himself in a PG, in a PG movie. And yeah. you did and, it with yeah. suave style. You yeah. son of a bitch. The amazing thing about Ricardo Maltoban too, at the same time is he was still doing Fantasy Island. Yeah. So he was, already typecast and pigeonholed as Mr. Rourke, yeah. the white suit, right. having his arms out, welcome. And he's got to pivot, you know, so this movie really could have come off as just ultimate cheese because yeah. you're getting a yeah. TV. Again, we, we talked about it in some of our other episodes where TV actors didn't make those leaps to, to motion pictures. Yeah. Not And especially someone like Ricardo Maltabon, meaning in, in a show that's so schmaltzy, Fantasy yeah. Island, I, I'll tell you, I thought those muscles were real. It wasn't until like a few years ago. Yeah, that's a joke. Some people are fake. arguing that it was it was real. Like now, they're still. I, I did not. I, I argue. It was, only a, right. it was only a few years ago that I found out that that was like a prosthetic. Because I'm like this yeah. guy. I wish I, I, at his age. I hope I'm looking like that. He would have had nipples. He would have had nipples. <laughs> yeah. That's if that's if that's if Joel Schumacher was directing yes. it. it definitely oh, yeah. would have been nipples that's in there. Well, according to Nick he, Meyer, he said it was it was real. That's what I'm saying. It's made about it. 
there's been some debate that it's. I don't know. Yeah, he said I his, his chest is absolutely real. I remember his so, uh, interview with Johnny Carson and Ricardo Maldivan said it was real. I remember that interview. Yeah, I, I know. remember he, that episode. Uh, I don't know. It's it's one of the things we will but never. It is a weird piece of cinema. It most certainly is, especially yeah. yeah, like you say that that there's those, you know, when he's fiddling with the the worm or whatever, and the you know, and he's like turning to the camera, yeah. and yeah, there is no like. Where's his chest going? Like, there's no nipple there. Yeah. There's like, what? It, you know, it ends yeah. right where it does. It does right. look kind of fake, but it, yeah, they swear it's real. I don't know. Network stars. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Right. Run that outfit. <laughs> he, he, because you know what? He, he wears like that. He wears like a necklace. And I think that's like, that, I think that hot hmm. hides like the yeah. line. The line. I where the prosthetic the is because that yep. necklace doesn't yeah. move and it's always kind of right in, in good. So I was thinking the same thing actually when I was watching. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, you know, um, but, just a couple of other other behind the scenes things. Uh, they they reused, you know. They said we'll make another Trek movie, uh, but we got to make it for less. So Harv Bennett comes in as as a producer, and he goes, you know, uh, less than forty four million. He goes, I can make three films for less than forty four million. So yeah. the fact that they reduced this budget to like a paltry twelve million dollars is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, so what they did is they used reused a lot of Trek footage, some of the shots of the Enterprise in in the dock and in, in the docking bay and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Really got economical with it. One final tidbit: the original working title of this was "The Undiscovered Country," hmm. oh, yeah. oddly yeah. enough, which would be yeah. the title of Trek Six. Yeah, yeah. and we'll Nicholas talk about the even. We'll talk about the even number Treks later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the myth of the even number Treks and whether or not they're they're better or not. So. Uh, let's get let me let's just break down the cast first. On the off chance that someone doesn't know uh, about this, so you've got the great, of course, William Shatner in the lead as Captain Kirk, Leonard Nimoy as Spock, DeForest Kelly as Bones, which is like the the Trinity, you know, the mm-hmm. you know the swagger, the the emotion, and the logic. I, I've always thought that those three characters make one perfect person, but they it's almost like one person split into three, and that's yeah. why they really need each other. Is you know, Bones has that compassion. You know, especially when the the scene with Genesis, you know, we're you know talking Universal Armageddon, you know, yeah, yeah, pre blooded, like... <laughs> you know, he just starts going, you know, like yeah. that's he's always going to look from that little little from, racist against from Falcons. that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he just went, you know what? Even he just he went he went ham on him as he always does. Yeah, he always and, does. It. And Spock's like, yeah, whatever. This is logical. It's going to rewrite mm-hmm. the Matrix. It's going to if you explode Genesis on a live planet, it's gonna, you know. Yeah. He has no opinion on it, but but Bones just always gets so agitated. And then yeah. of course Kirk is the swagger and is the is the heart of of the three, you know, and, and he needs the logic of Spock to kind of balance him out. Well, I like to think that well, according to Nicholas Meyer too, I think he even said it. Uh, I was watching some of the features, you know, on the the Blu-ray. Uh what's a Blu-ray, right, guys? I mean <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew advent of physical I know, media. I just think physical media buff, yeah. but um yeah, he said that Kirk has those quality, both those qualities, and he and he does look to both of them when he's yeah. losing one side to the other. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he if he's if the situation calls for more passion, he'll he'll refer to bones, you know, or and if it's you know to, just to get himself out of it, I gotta I gotta think of this. I gotta get you know the logical way. Spock is always right, you know, in that sense. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's a great great dynamic, and yeah. you know. So yep. and rounding <clears throat> out the cast, James Doohan as Scotty, Walter Koenig as Chekhov, George Takei as Sulu, Nichelle Nichols as Uhura, and that's your classic cast right there. And then supporting them is BB Besh as uh, Carol Marcus, great, great actress. Her her daughter is Samantha Mathis, who's an actress in her own right. Yeah. Uh, you've got Merit Mer- 
Buttrick as uh, David, just David, well, David Marcus. Yeah. Paul Winfield as Terrell. She was great. Uh, introducing Kirsty Alley as Savick. Yeah. So this is her first role. Um, and then, of course, Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban. Now, there's one weird thing that happened. There's a character in here, Joachim uh, or Jochim, whatever, however you pronounce it, who's like Khan's right-hand man. Yeah. Looks like Tommy and Shaw. He's got, from he's got, he's got significant <laughs> screen time. He is not yeah. He is not listed in the credits. That's weird. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What happened is he was in a lot of TV shows in the 70s, so he, he went to his yeah. agent – and said, you know what? You got to get me in, like in the in the opening credits. And they're like, you're you're not going to get in with like Shatner and them. Mm-hmm. So he said to his agent, "All right, okay, leave me out of uh, out of those credits." Paramount thought, "Leave me out of the credits entirely." So wow. they just didn't credit him. That's so terrible! <laughs> wow. I hope wow. he still got his royalty checks or whatever. Yeah, uh, he got paid, but I was looking. I'm like, who's this, what's this guy's name? Trying yeah. to, I remember he's him. Not, he's TV not in the shows. credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big like eight is enough, you know. Freaking love boat sort of guy. Yeah, like uh, yeah he has one of those Judson, faces that Judson yeah. Judson uh, Judson Scott is his name for everybody yeah. that sees him and doesn't know. We we need to we need to credit him now. Yeah, I think he has a great death scene. Time has come. Great death scene, and he's also the voice of reason too to Kyle. Yeah. He's he's you know he has a significant role in the fen- in the sense yeah. that he is the foil. He's trying to he's trying to tell him, convince him. Look, you're you're getting a little out of control here, you know. And yeah. and he's Khan's not listening. He's not having yeah, he, it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah there, that's, not, that's, not, that's no minor role. You know? There's an interest dynamic with those two characters. I, I yeah. was even, the timeline 16 years, but it just feels weird. They both have, you know, sons that are like uh, 35 years old. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> man, I got like, you know, uh, Kirk's son, I was like, David, I'm like, oh my God, he's his son, but the kid's like 35. <laughs> but, and, and I was thinking that also on the other side that maybe even that was Khan's sort of maybe adopted son or something. There was definitely an emotional attachment. So yeah. you're absolutely yeah. right, sure. Eric. That yeah. There was like, that's a big role. He's the anchor yeah. for Khan throughout yeah, the whole right. thing. He's looking towards him. He's, he's confused. He's looking for guidance towards him for, he's looking for that shoulder, you know, with yeah, that other character. And there, there's one great scene towards the end. Cause Khan basically overrules him for every, like, you know, yeah. fire this down. Yeah. They go into the Motara Nebula and he, you know, he says, listen, the shields aren't going to work. Right. And Khan's like, you know, raise the shields. And he's like, no, they're not going to work. I told you so. Yeah. So then he likes like uh, he slows down the ship and and Khan's like why are you slowing down and he looks at him and he just he, he doesn't yeah. even but like he gives it like yeah. a double take and then yeah, he just doesn't say anything like yeah. I'm not going to bother arguing at this point yeah. like that's right you know, it was funny because yeah. he just kind of slowed down <laughs> he's like why are we slowing down and he just like forget it I, I told you I told you I told, I told you I thought you would talk about this <laughs> yeah he's like forget, he's like yeah so that was the funny where, where yeah. Khan just like accepted something from somebody without like yeah. usually he fights back like you know and, and this he just yeah, was like definitely yeah, like, that that is a great and it stands out that scene it really does because yeah. even Khan gets very lazy in this chair and he pulls back he sort of gives up to that, mm-hmm. that that advice he takes it he's okay we're done let's just move well, on um, it's one of the great. wonderful things about this script is like there's a lot of little like subtle mm-hmm. layers to it like the fact that this, you know khan has someone that is so completely loyal absolutely to him and that will follow him anywhere and you know and he says that he goes i'll we'll, we'll follow you anywhere we'll do you know we'll die for you you know but you're you know you're you're, you're going out of control here and then you have Kirk and his son. His son wants something to do with him. 
Right. He wants to kill him. Like he, yeah. he hates his guts. Like he, yeah. you know, he doesn't know him. He's like, he, you know, he wasn't there. But, so, so there's an interesting contrast there, you know, between yeah. the characters. So N- nice you know. try with David. You, you come at Kirk with a knife. He's going to karate chop yeah. you. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> he, does, he does different. The same like, move. Like when he's he swinging the theory. knife, Kirk does like yeah, a little no, backup. He's a little short, a little short <laughs> he, chop. He kind of like no. dodges, he kind of yeah. dodges it and then he gives him like a chop and yeah. a hit. You, you, they, you know, they, don't come at him with a knife. You got to bring something better. It was just they such a subtle, the, uh, like, just like a, that was like a little, little pocket, little, it was a little pocket ass. knife. Yeah, what are you going to do with that? It's pretty fun. Don't you know who your dad is? He's going to k- kick the crap out of you. As far as he didn't do like the, throw, the big... like the throwing, bo- the, the body throw when he like dives on people sideways. Kurt? I want the, the two butt... foot kick. I want his two or foot against kick. the guy. Exactly. That's what I wanted. That's or what that I want. butt kick in that the, the episode where he like he hits the guy with his with his ass. Remember that? And then he gets stabbed right in the kidney. Like you know, like well, bad move, bad move, Kurt. He's got you a know. lot of close combat skills, Kurt. Kurt so don't don't come at him with a little no. penknife that you you're cutting your, your fruit open with. So for the Gorn, I mean, come on, man, you can't. Yeah. What, what's his Kirk. son gonna do? Exactly. exactly. He's like, oh, you you know, you killed everybody. He's yeah. so whiny. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. even his mother's like David. He's stop definitely. It. <laughs> you're doing it again, David. You're doing it's it like, again. David, he's not. David, he oh, didn't David, do that. You're just making this harder. Oh, David, you're a doctor. Act like one. Yeah, was like, come on, David. Stop whining. You built like Genesis and you're complaining. <laughs> you killed everybody. That was a, yeah, he was a good one. Yeah, yeah he, was a, he was the eye candy. I think he was the eye candy. You know, like, it didn't work. Yeah, out. well, he, you know what? He grew on me. Towards the end, I'm kind of like, okay, you know. Yeah. He, he had a he had a tough job of of being conflicted and angry, but then at the yeah. end, you got that little Field of Dreams moment where they yeah, no, you know, it, kind of tentatively hug. Yeah, yeah that was Even a little, both yeah. of them. That was a strong hug. That was a strong hug. It's, like I said, it's, you know, it is a very, an excellent, an excellent extended episode of like, like, mm-hmm. a, like a TV moment. Like I actually w- enjoyed watching it at home. I know the TVs have gotten bigger, but uh, you know, I actually enjoyed watching it. Not every movie I can watch at home, you know, without, yeah. you know, like I got to yeah. take a break. So there's yeah. great moments. And then, and, and yet yeah, yeah, the acting is, you know, that is a story. They tried to keep the tempo. They kept the tempo really in lockstep with the show. So I think yeah. that was great trying to get there. They couldn't be, they couldn't be uh, Star Wars. And they knew that. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think I, I, make, I make this sort of like uh, difference with like Marvel and DC. Marvel does great worldview projects. DC does great hometown projects. You mm-hmm. know, Marvel excels at saving the world. DC excels at, at saving grandma down the block. Yeah. And the same thing yeah. is with uh, Star Trek, where it is when it's very tight and it's a small location and they know the goal right then and there, it excels. Star Wars Absolutely. is, you know, we have to get a rebellion. We, I don't know how many people died. Let's get some weird shit that we got to climb into if it <laughs> dies in the snow. You know, that, that's it. You know, it's worldview. No one's really investing in what's going on because it's a big world. Yeah. Uh, but, whereas yeah, it, Star it, Trek is a very small world. And that's it, what that's what Exactly, Roland. It's important for Star Trek to play to their strengths, with it, yep. which they didn't do in the first movies. They were trying yep. to... Yeah. something else but as soon as they someone figured out yeah we got to kind of bring this down and nick i you know I, I was thinking about it a lot the the travesty of this film is that the story and and all these elements like i said in the open right i, I described it as not as a science fiction film but as a film about a guy who's questioning yeah. the fact that it, that it says star trek on it is going to immediately turn people away because they think it's one thing, but I think this film really just stands out as its own story. And I, and I hope people will give it a chance that are not Trek fans, you know, because I think they did, they did something with this where it, it, it it deals with all these different themes and it's, even though it's Trek, it's not Trekky. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, just, it's, it's like episodic, right? The, the beats, the story beats really almost felt like 
this is where you're going to cliffhanger right before commercial or something. There was like about yeah. five of them throughout, you know, it's yeah. like a little twist or a little turn. And um, that's what I think kept <clears throat> this going and made it so popular. And I love the dynamic between Khan and Kirk, right? The revenge aspect of it, right? Like Khan is reading Moby Dick and Kirk is reading A Tale of Two Cities, right? And at the, you know, the death scene that we talked about, right? When, when uh, Khan's, you know, son figure right dies he goes i will avenge you but it was khan who his obsession with going after kirk that led to that death Mm -hmm. right and then the sacrifice that spock makes at the end he's he's sacrificing himself to save the others whereas khan pretty much you know killed his whole crew just because he had to go after kirk yeah it was all collateral damage that could have been a western that could have been you know a cops and robbers story that could have been anything but it's set in space it's star trek and that's what always worked with the series too you know that you had gangster episodes and you had western episodes and you had you know you know people in togas it's like they they always (laughs) managed to take just these generic stories and make them really fit um, and tell some kind of moral tale, which was great. You know, it was very, Gene, you know, Gene Roddenberry was very much like, you know, Rod Serling with, you know, the Twilight Zone using this format to tell these yeah. epic stories, you know. And let's not forget Spock and <clears throat> Savick's relationship there, too, is like he is the he is the instructor. He is the mentor to an up, you know, uh, a very interesting character, I always thought. Um Fortunately, they had to. Kirstie Alley. I think she wanted too much money yep. to return in Star I, I Trek wish Three. She'd come back because she was so yeah. great. As they said yeah. sorry, and I, I'll go even further and to say that I think the character in in Six, yeah, Valeris, had, it should have been Savick. I, that whole I've time. said that was yep. the one thing about <laughs> Six that I didn't like that it was that character was a brand new character. That and it was basically Savick. That would totally, have, that yeah. would have been made such a better impact if it had yeah. been Savick because that relationship she has with Spock because of this film and, and, you know, cause yeah. he's there from the very beginning with her. And, you know, so there's that almost like father daughter mm-hmm. type relationship happening yeah. too. So it's all, it's a lot about family. It's a lot about mortality. There's a lot of things yeah. really going on in this, in this film that you don't really see, you know, because you're looking at it like a, almost like a B movie type thing with, you know, with weird alien backgrounds and much like the TV show, but those, those themes really show through and, and that's all due to the characters. And it's a testament to those characters that, that really right. draws out everything, even the most sci-fi elements. And they talk about Genesis and the way they describe it. They don't need to have like this big fancy special effect thing, even though this was the very first film to employ CG effects right, that, that's, right. that the Genesis effect was, was, was the very first CG shot ever in the film. Yeah. Tron um, would follow it the same year, yeah. but not right away. And, and the, yeah. the company that did the CG is actually Pixar or, yeah. or the, co- it was the company become. that would become Pixar. Mm-hmm. So they Lucas were like a group of guys time, yeah, yeah. Yeah. working for Lucasfilm. And then they would eventually morph into Pixar, I think in the mid eighties. So they were, mm-hmm. they were on top of that. Just to go back to Star Trek six though, uh, with Valeris, we get the the great Kim Cattrall though in that role. So I just needed to right. acknowledge her. Oh, she oh, was wow. really great. She oh, was yeah. really Fantastic. great in that role. She was her, so good in it. But it should have really been that good. Character. But it but it should have been Savick, the her, character. I don't her, understand her. why they wrote her out of the that arc, like that story. I well, she was it. gone for so many films, right? The, her last film was Star Trek Three, so it's kind of like yeah, in the <clears> dust. Brit, you know, get somebody else in. But um, yeah. yeah, there's yeah, a lot of themes there. Role in four too. But what's that? I think she did have a small role in four because that was she all did? part of the Spock trilogy. Oh, at the, in the very beginning, right? When yeah. They, yeah. Um, when but, they were on yeah. Vulcan. 
But, but well, I think it was alluded to the fact that because they had relations in, in Star Trek three, when Spock is going to Pon Far on, right. on the Genesis planet, <laughs> it was written. I think they had a, a, a draft where, where Savick actually gets pregnant. <sighs> and that's why she stays behind on Vulcan in Star Trek four. Like they wow. leave her behind because she's there with Spock's mother and she's bearing Spock's child, but they did. I just, they didn't go anywhere with that. Yeah. Let's leave so that. that was a, that was an earlier like <laughs> you know thing. Better, but le- I, better I, you left. Know. I don't want I don't want to know Spock. I don't want to look at Spock that way. I want to look at him as solitude, right? majestic, <laughs> worldly, knowledgeable. Not you know changing diapers and doing that kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I want him anyway. stoic and and all the things that we know about Spock. On, on a geeky note, this was the debut of the new uniforms that they would keep through yeah. through, through Star Trek VI. So they got rid of, you know, st- you know, the first movie kind of had those weird kind of everyone's Pajamas. in a jumpsuit, very drab <laughs> and just kind of weird. Um, this they went with a, with more of a naval and, and military look, and I think it suited it. You know, I, I liked that they kept it throughout the next, you know, the next four films. Kind of they weren't jumping all over the place, trying right. different things, seeing what was going to stick. They kind of said, okay, here it is, and let's kind of that was all... build the world. Yeah, that was all Nick Meyer. He he brought that in, uh, that nautical feel, like the old school, like, and I love the idea that certain traditions uh, stayed throughout. This is Starfleet. It's still so some somewhat of a militaristic, you know, function, or you know, it's a tool for the Federation. That that there those nautical, that nautical life still even after like a third world war and like you know this there's still traditions that yeah. that that live on. And yeah, I, I yeah, love that. And, and then Admiral, even in the world, it's like right. every naval tradition is pretty much the same, you know, all over the world. So it's, mm-hmm. the, it's like a different life. You know, you're on the sea. That is a whole, a whole life. And I, I just love that. I love, I love stories yeah. about that yeah, to and, begin with. So, and they carried that yeah. through to next, next gen as well. The same, yeah. mm-hmm. same theories. Uh, Roland, yeah. the movie starts off with like Kirk's birthday and, yeah. and this kind of like, almost like crisis of conscience that it, it's his birthday. And he makes a comment to, to bones. He says, you know, hopping the scar stars is, you know, a, a thing, for, you know, for young people, for the young kids. Yeah. Yeah. Game yeah, for the, for the young. Yeah. Um, and it kind of sets the tone where, where Kirk is not the normal Kirk that we see where he's got the swagger and bravado and nothing. Yeah, he, we're seeing fallible. someone that's, that's a little bit more raw and a little bit more affected by what he perceives as, as sailing off into the sunset. When you, when you, you know, when you leave a ship and even though you're going into higher command, you know, you're kind of being put out to pasture. No, de- definitely. Yeah. No, I, I picked that up on that right away. I mean, he's bringing, he's wearing glasses, which a lot of people didn't wear glasses. He has to, because he's allergic to the medications to do corrective, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> corrective eye injections, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was very interesting, you know, watching that, seeing him, him so fallible. And, and again, we're going back to the original concept and we're talking about even the nautical theme of how these are lo- alone people, their love is travel, their love is space, their love is the ship. And, and that yeah. plays along where, you know, where he wants his last days. I mean, Bones at one point goes, get your command back. Yeah. And he goes to bring him that, that yeah. liquor in, in his room. And he goes, get your command back. That's the, essentially that's the only thing that's going to keep you alive because you're miserable like this. Yeah. This is not where you need to be. And and, and it is keeping in, in t- you know, that, that tone of nautical life where we're alone. No, no one talks about their spouses or, I mean, he has a, love child essentially you know but he doesn't really have a a, a wife or anything she yeah. decided yeah you're doing your thing you know i, I took care mm-hmm. of my son because you would never care, care about your family uh, and yeah. you have con on the other side who's very family oriented you know yeah. two-dimensional thinker as spock points out but he's very family oriented <laughs> you know he's That's a genius right. but he can't really get past 
a lot of insecurities. So yeah, it's, that's it's, right. It's a, it's a weird. It's, he it's keeps bringing up plan. his wife. He, he keeps bringing up the death of his wife, Con. Right. Right. Like you right. you, 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 you very, left her. You know. He's an elevated intellectual person, and he can't yeah. get his head around that. Yeah. You know, of of uh, you know why 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 he's alone now? Why he only has his he was a king. He's like I was a king. I have thousands yeah, of people. Prince. Yeah. Now I got twenty people. Prince. Yeah, yeah. Now I have twenty people looking at me, and they're you know they they look like you know the precursors to cats. They're all in rags and <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Yeah, and, and it's I it's thought it was gonna be a Fosse dance at one point. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be a Fosse dance. They're gonna start, right they're now. Gonna start snapping they're their fingers. Jazz hands and just going through. I was like, <laughs> Chicago, they're gonna be gonna, that would have been amazing. Uh, Chicago yeah, the, 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 24. The, the scene that you talk about with Bones where he says, get your command back is is yeah. prefaced by one that even sets the tone too, where Spock, you know, is saying, Oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing except happy birthday. And he's like, yeah. you know, and then Spock's like, where are you going? Where are you going to go? And, and, and he said, it's so, I felt so bad. Kirk's like home. Yeah. 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 Like there's nowhere, like he's got nowhere to go. It's like, he's, he's got he's nothing, he's nothing with without, he's nothing without like his ship and his command is yeah. really is who he is. And he yeah. even feels that. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause he said it just so, I felt so he's like home. Like, yeah. Where, where else are we, where else am I going to go? You know, there's a lot of antiques, dialogue right? that sprinkles like that. Like even with the book present, I know you love antiques. Yeah. Uh, you know, showing his age, showing his is locked way. He feels like an antique. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, lot of that. Even when the, uh, after the, the failed attempt by uh, Kirstie Alley and he goes, Oh, Spock, I thought you were dead. I mean, that's a little bit of a, you know, hey, yeah. Yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. Those moments. But, but it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of that of, of him feeling like an antique, like he's out of step with what's out there, and you know he's taking the shuttle. He's the old guy. He's the old guy showing up and just making sure everything's okay. Yeah, he's not, he's like, he yeah, we're gonna go on this that. this three week training mission, and you know the yeah. the thing about the movie too is is and there's there's continuity there too because if you look back to the motion picture, you know what happened to Spock and his his journey. Right, he was supposed to go through. Uh, you know, the Vulcan ritual or whatever to, to purge all remaining emotion. And that didn't work out. So now he's back with Starfleet. So they, they really, they didn't like just totally ignore those aspects of the, of that story, you know, the character moments of the motion picture, you know, Kirk is still an admiral, but he got this enterprise back for that one specific mission. Now he's back to, you know, pushing papers at a desk, mm. you know, so they, they, they didn't like just totally ignore all that and just, you know, say the, the first movie was a total dud. They did draw upon those little character moments. I thought it was really cool. Like, and, and a lot of the films, they do that. They, the continuity factor is very, very well done. I think yeah. these yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah. And 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 the <clears throat> thing about this film too is it's actually running in parallel because Kirk and Kirk and Khan, Kirk and Khan. I'm so used to saying Kirk and Spock. Everyone's so you know right. so used to Kirk and Spock. Kirk yeah. and Khan don't actually meet until about fifty minutes into a two-hour film. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of of building up to this where. You're, you're seeing what con, like what what the machinations Khan is putting into into place of trying to find Genesis and 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 you know using Terrell and Chekhov to kind of put his plan into motion and then you just see Kirk as as a pawn in this not realizing you know yeah. he's going on the training mission not really realizing he's going to be pulled into this and then I, I think I, I I think I paused it like when their first scene was like 48 minutes or 49 minutes and then the movie's like on right it's like kind of yeah. mm -hmm. the first That's 50 minutes awesome. is like world building you're kind of they're laying it in you you see that you know Kirk is sad he's depressed he's you know not happy and and then he gets kind of pulled in uh and and, and kind of has to shake the rust off 
right? Because yeah. he gets caught, you know, kind of you know, line is coming and and yeah. you know, just kind of sailing in and, and not responding to hails, and you know, the, the, then the shields go up, and by that point it's too late. It's like, you know, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, that was kinda, a great moment. That was a great moment, though. Yeah, because he kind of lost his said, edge hey, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he said that. He's, you know, they, they were like, "Hey, you did it." Because I did nothing. Yeah. I went, yeah. I got yeah. caught with my pants. Caught down. my britches right. down. Right. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> and they're britches. They're like pantaloons. So yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah. So that's an <laughs> interesting a, point you make. And there's a lot of great lines in there too, because after he got over the like the the shock of seeing Khan, you know, you know, Khan's like, "Oh, I will give you, you know, sixty seconds, and you know, whatever." And he's like, you know, Khan's like, oh, Captain. He's like, Khan, we're we're getting a Khan. Like he's just talking to him, like regular, like you know, hold yeah. on, hold on, Khan. Like it's coming. You know, like he just goes into like normal conversation mode. Like yeah. he's over like the shock of seeing him. He's like, you know, uh, so it's just kind of like like only Shatner could kind of balance those mm-hmm. those kind of lines and just kind of throw him off. And it's like you know. You He's totally like hit the glasses like it's it's coming, Khan. You know, you, you totally to hit that on the head because you know you you need that because otherwise Khan would be you know his monologuing type thing going on and on <laughs> and on. And, you know, and you need somebody like Kirk to kind of cut that in half. Yeah. You know, so that it's such a great yeah. You're right, absolutely right about that. It's, it's like point. it's like just some of those throwaway yeah. lines, you know, and then uh, which I love, and then and then the the other one is you know I'm laughing at the superior intellect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just totally, he totally stung Khan. Like, yeah. like after, after Khan thought he was dead, he goes, I'm laughing at the superior yeah. intellect. Cause that's what, that's what, uh, what Joe Chim or whatever said at the end, he goes, yours, yours is the superior intellect. It's like, no, yeah. not, not really. You, you think he, he was clouded by his obsession. You know, Nick, do you, do you have any favorite lines or any favorite, oh, man, favorite things so, that kind of jump out? There's so many. Um, I, I love the line with Spock when, when Sava comes up and she finds out that they, they were, playing around with a timeline you know it was all coded so when they said an hour they meant a day and all that stuff right she, she looks at spock and goes you lied and he just looks and goes i exaggerated you know like I exaggerated. That, that was one of the great ones you, you can logic your way out of anything <laughs> there's so many there's so many great lines by all of them you know by Khan yeah. and Kirk and mccoy and you know it's very uh, well written so you know <clears throat> yeah it's just it's it's the kind of movie where you know you'll you'll remember it, and if you see it in a big theater with a lot of fans, you know they'll yeah. be screaming them back at at the screen when it happens. You know, do they yeah. have Star Trek marathons? Like, do they have like where they show all of them? Sometimes sure they, they do, do, right? Like, I know at the Alamo. They, 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 they may have so. done it at the Alamo in the yeah. early days on Central Avenue yeah. in, in right. Yonkers, New York. Yeah. For those that are right. not in the area, I mean, I, I could not picture anybody but Ricardo Montalban being that character. He was fantastic. You know, I mean, he, and that, that's a that's a great sign. That's a sign of a great movie to me. When yeah. I can picture no one else, I don't care who did it originally. I can picture no one else delivering those lines the way he delivered those lines. That's what I With miss Kirk. about Trek in general. Is you know the new Trek, you you love it yeah. or hate it, whatever you yeah. know, whatever. But I miss those very prestigious actors. Yeah, that are unfortunately, all gone now. I yeah. mean, Trained. you know Trained. these Theater these real actors, like stage and screen actors. These yeah. you know, and and it, all through all the shows, they made their probably their final appearances are cl- close to it. Mark yeah. Leonard, who played uh, Sarek. I, oh God, he, you know, he was the only Sarek for me. Uh, we met him at a convention. I remember when we went, we yeah. went to see the one with Shatner. I actually for Star Trek five, such a warm soul. Uh, he just seems like such a gentle yeah. soul. And ever since then, he's always been Sarek, even though the character himself didn't really show up all that often that relationship between him and Spock has always been very special to me throughout the years. Like, you know, anytime you see Leonard Nimoy and him together playing that and even carried over into next generation, that beautiful episode where 
Sarek has dementia, mm-hmm. like a Vulcan version of dementia. He's got a mind meld with Picard to to save the mission, you know, so they could stabilize his, you know, his uh, his negotiating skills and all. Such a beautiful, beautifully done acting. It's just I miss that. I miss those those type of actors. Nothing, nothing against a lot of the younger, you know, generation of actors that are coming in now, but it's just like they're they're they all have their own way of delivering lines, and, and yeah. it's just you miss that, right? That more well, those sort guys of were like pros, theatrical, yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah, that Mark Len- Mark Leonard was a veteran at TV, yeah. so he was always yeah. working in television, yeah. and 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 to go, to what Roland said about Ricardo Montalban, he just had a, a swagger and a. Mm-hmm. A confidence about his character like Khan was just like like almost got activated as soon as he heard that that Kirk was alive it, it was almost like he now had yeah. purpose in life like he was they were just yeah. trying to stay alive on on that on that planet and once he heard Kirk was alive all of a sudden he's like oh you know there I have now I have a motivator in my life now it turned out to be revenge and obsession but yeah um like <clears throat> when 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 he when the reliant has the enterprise crippled he is so in control of it right he's like you know it's uh, you know you're you're at my mercy and I'm gonna and then and then when when uh, when they're marooned inside the planet and and Khan is gives that speech too you know I'm gonna leave you as you left me you know buried alive and the yeah. way you left her and uh, of course we get the great you know we get the great you know Shatner yelling into the into the little com watch it's yeah. becoming okay, so let me ask you guys Khan you blood sucker Khan you blood you like you blood sucker okay so what do you, what do you make of that of that scene it's the most infamous meme you know whatever you yeah, know, yeah. it's like con what do you make of that scene is is he you know it's a ploy right is do you agree i From mean, Shatner, acting, mean? The, the i don't character, think so Kirk I, I is acting yeah. he is acting oh, yeah, you think so? like he's, he's you know, he's in his bad situation absolutely he's acting yeah he knows because he's not he, stranded there because they've been using code all along so there's more right but he's so pit. he's putting on an act he's like when he's going con he's over the top because the, the character I think yes. Kirk is think acting. He's yeah, like, it's not right, just yeah. Shatner, you know, overacting. In that I'm not sure. He knows he has it's a out. blend of both. I yeah. think it's a combination of both. I think there's, yeah. Yeah. He, knows, he knows he's not stranded, but he's also genuinely like, you know, you know, he's going to. He's given, he's given it to Khan, no, thinking, you know? letting Khan get the upper hand in that moment, thinking that he won. But then, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I, I can know, definitely see what you're saying. I don't like to lose. But, but I yeah. think also he, he wants to keep playing that game. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a thing for, for Kirk as well. He enjoys that battle, that, yeah. that, that mental, yeah. those mental gymnastics that they Yeah, I think that's what it more was. And, and I think, I think yes, he knew he was getting out, but he didn't want to end. He wanted to control that moment with him. And maybe he lost it a little bit, you know, went a little bit over over the edge. Yeah, because yeah, he said, you're going to have to come down, point. right? Like, like yeah. that, yeah, like Roland's saying is, is like, because he's like, you're going to have to come down and kill right. me. You keep, you keep yeah. hitting, you know, you keep, you know, missing the target. And I think there was that, you know, I think I think Kirk let the emotions get the better of him. I don't think that was acting. I think it was just more because then Khan is like, I, I don't have to. I've I've because yeah. he said yeah. I've done more than kill you, I've hurt you. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. that's what stung Kirk was like, yeah, you know, like he he's still getting the better of me, you know. So even yeah. though he was getting out, he was like Roland said, they're they're kind of competing against each other for who's who's the, the better strategist, who's the most savvy. Yeah, you know, and 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 this time, you know, Khan's like, yeah, I don't, you know what, I, I don't have to. I'm just gonna leave you there. And if you get out, Great. you get out. But if yeah. you don't, like, you know, because they still really didn't know. They were hoping that the Enterprise would would be able to repair itself in in hours instead of days. But I don't think that was a given. I think it was kind of here's the plan. Yeah. 
But at that point, he was still kind of marooned and, and it made for a better us thinking also that, oh, my God, he's he's stuck well, in there. It, it, it was, no matter how you slice it, it was effective yeah. either, yeah, either way. Definitely. But yeah, you guys make great points. And, and, yeah, the, and then his, yeah. his con is <clears throat> echoing out of the planet yeah, when they pull that. away into the planet. You're going, oh, you still hear it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. Amazing. I was watching so just, it and that, and I got, I got a flashback of Total Recall. Well, the, the, the you know Schwarzenegger takes off the mask of the, the woman with the hair, and it's get ready for a way. surprise. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, just that's a great one. Just too. a great thing, you know, yeah. and and that whole the, the again the contrast between the two of. You know, and I think Roland mentioned it earlier about the, the you know, when, when Spock said his Khan's thinking is very linear or yep. very two dimensional. Two dimensional. Yeah. So, yeah. so that you can, yeah. you can know everything that there is to know, but if you don't put it into practical use, like, like Kirk does, like Kirk is yeah. able to, so all things being equal, they might be equal intellects, but Khan is still, still lacking just the, the, the battlefield smarts yeah. that, that Kirk has about yeah. punching, like, you know, punching in and getting the code for, for the relying. Yeah. He's like, I hope, I hope he hasn't figured that out yet. Cause they, they, you know, they're giving him credit that Khan may be able to know that and change the key code. And they were hoping that he didn't. So there's, yeah. you know, there's the thing of, of knowing stuff, but then there's the other part of being able to put it into, into practical use. And that's, that's, that's right. Kirk. Yep. Now, class con is is you know and and yeah. having the ships on different you know and that's when the, when they talked about the two dimensional thinking, oh, yeah. you know you saw like the Enterprise above the reline. It wasn't just like a face to face, duel you know kind of kind of shooting at each other. And yeah. Spock would and, recognize that. Great point. In, in the yeah, original yeah. series, he was an expert at three dimensional chess or whatever yeah. that game yeah, was. There you go. But, <laughs> this even, yeah. course, this like, even plays into I the see. maturity thing. Yep. This plays into the maturity thing of of an immature person, very childlike, who hasn't had those light, who hasn't had those life experiences, thinks yeah. in those ways. Somebody's a teenager, regardless of you know his beautiful hair and and you know the chess piece. <laughs> you know he didn't. You know he didn't. He, he hadn't lived a life uh, that that. Kirk had so there's only yeah. I mean there's also the essence of you know the, the story being you know you have the maturity to lead he didn't have the maturity to lead he was yeah. leading a lot of kids yeah we think yeah. about it, even the other cast there were a lot of young people that's I true mean, some yeah. solid dancers were there I think I'm dating myself but you should all look at me. Yeah, we're, we're with you. We're with get you the images always. just go on images solid dancers you'll thank me but uh, but uh but uh but, but there, there's his his crew were you know kids they were they were yeah. you know effectively in their 20s at least that's how they were portrayed it you know it's like Pat Benatar you know lookalikes but it was uh, but, but then now Kirk had love is a battlefield. Group. It is. It is. Let's be honest here. It is obviously, <laughs> and you hug afterwards yeah. with somebody. But uh, but uh, but but then but his maturity again. Talking about his you know an old man. You know, uh, you know it's for young people, and and that's all that they're being pushed to. Hey, it's only for young people. But then this mature statesman. That's what he is. He's really a statesman and and a general, an admiral, and he's mm-hmm. pulling that story across. And he's made even though he's caught off guard. He finds his footing, and that's the skill of a mature person. Khan never found his footing again. Right. Yeah. He really became more obsessed, which made him more, more, more susceptible to mistakes. Yeah. Because he became single-minded of, you know, and and even towards the beginning, you know, what what Joe Chim or whatever said, you know, listen, we 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 got out of the planet. Isn't that enough? Like we can go wherever we want and do whatever we want. Like no, it's not enough. Like I gotta, I have it in for this guy, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to do what it needs to do. And that's, that's where it started to cloud his judgment. It yeah. worked for a while, you know, and then, and then you get the great line with Kirk. It's like, you know, we tried it your way, Con. Now, how about, yeah. you know, like, and yeah. Con's like, what the, like, you know, his head like, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. 
Because I had it like, yeah. like you know, it just shows that that you know, yeah, Kirk has never faced death, and and he would have eventually in, in the movie, but it also kind of you know reinvigorated Kirk. And I think made him understand that like old age, he was like 50. Like if you tell yeah. me that's old age, you know, we're sucking. Yeah, well, yeah. But, right. But like, that, like, you know, that, and like Roland is saying like there, there's the experience and that, that has value, you yeah. know? So it's not, you know, just because it's, you know, he thinks it's a young person's game jumping around the galaxy, not necessarily true because all the experience that he has comes yeah. is, is valuable. And that, that was contrasted with Savick, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Savick was quoting rules and regulations, but not really knowing how to use, Right. Those rules and regulations, great, yeah, right? No, no encoded, you know, transmissions, but she didn't realize that they were, he was, he was using that rule yeah, that's you right. know, to, yeah, and, and yeah. leveraging it the right way. So, well, so, you know, at the end, you know, when Carol says, how do you feel? And he's like, I feel young, you know, cause I think he felt like, like validated and vital and that he had something to, to, to still contribute. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that all that experience, even, you know, you, you don't get that by being young, young, you get that by having those adventures and going through yeah. things. And then you're able yeah. to use all that to get yourself out of these situations. If he wasn't yeah. there, they would have been, you know, it yeah. would have been sunk. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, it's definitely part of the whole story. I think, I mean, yeah. that's how I'm seeing that more as we discuss it, you know, you sort of, un- yeah, it's a great I mean, film that you can discuss, discuss the more, yeah. yeah, the more this stuff does come out and yeah. you know, that's what makes it such a great film and absolutely. arguably the best Trek film. I would certainly all, say it's you know, the so absolutely. Of yeah. Fans yeah. of the series love this one the most probably. Yeah. 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 And it was it was yeah, it was definitely. very divisive though in the beginning, yeah. right? Because of, because of the death of Spock, which is a very yeah. powerful scene. I mean, it's just kind of yeah. you know what Scotty's like, no, they're like holding him back. Yeah. You know, they're holding Kirk back. And there's actually like a third guy. When I watched the movie, I watched it twice also. Uh and, and when when Shatner and Kirk goes down to the the radiation thing and, and McCoy and, and and Scotty are holding, there's actually a third guy holding like Shatner. By yeah. the waist, like he's all, all just the top of his head. <laughs> yeah, really nice. there. Then, then like then, then he like leaves. Like he just that. like leaves the scene just so the three of them can be yeah. there, you know. And and you know, Scotty's like you know he's dead already, and it's like yeah. oh man, it's just like it was a great. That's scene. a that's a rough great. scene. That's a rough bit it, when he does. Yeah, that. it's really rough. I mean, no matter what like, you, it's rough. Yeah, because it ties into the like, Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, you know, it ties into that. It ties yeah. that into the beginning as well, where yeah. you know an, an unwinnable situation that Kirk never had to face. And and Spock said, "I never took the Kobayashi Maru test, but this was his. Yeah, what do you this think was his test? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's Sacrifice just uh, you yourself know. to save the ship and the crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's yeah, a lot. Really I did tear up. Eric, Eric, I teared up. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> happening. Even the okay, the, the kid uh, <laughs> that dies on the table too. Yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Preston. Um, yeah, uh, you which, know, in the original script, right? It's supposed to be Scotty's nephew." Which yeah, it is because really? yeah. if you watch, they yeah. actually put that back into the film in the director's cut, mm-hmm. and okay. there's that extra yep. scene. I like wonder why it's so emotional. Yeah, he's very yeah, emotional. That. I did like, wonder, which I didn't, I never understood why Scotty yeah. like he brings him to the bridge. While everybody ran, yeah. Yeah. you know, he brings yeah. the kid to the bridge. Why are you bringing him to the bridge? Bring him to the yeah. sick Come on, yeah. guys, bleed now. Get him off the yeah. bridge. That's a new bridge. He's an engineer. He takes him from engineering to the bridge, which is like all the way on the top. Gonna get lost. You guys know IT guys. IT guy never goes to the doctor. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's that reoccurring six. aspect of death. Yeah. And, uh, we're constantly yeah. reminded that, yeah. you know, that death is, is apparent and, and Kirk seems to weave his way around it throughout the, throughout the film. He's just yeah. like, yeah, he's, I've cheated death. I've, you know, uh, and it's such a beautiful realization now that he has to face it because his best friend is and that's what i love about and that's what makes so so emotional yeah 
James Kirk, yeah. you know, he's like, he's by the book. He has experience. He follows the rules, but at the same time, he breaks the rules. You know, that's what yeah. I love about Captain Kirk. You know, he's an Admiral Kirk now, right? He's like, it's it's those those moments the, that that gut instinct that brings into it. You have to know, you know, the rules, you know, to follow them before you can break them, and then you yeah. can break them, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. Th- that combination. I think he plays it really well, and he's one of the best science fiction characters and i would say just yeah. adventure characters ever written i just think and know. again yeah. like the, the when he when they tells him about the kobayashi maru that plays an important role you know like the fact that he they tell him that he cheated that mm-hmm. it's not just a throwaway thing it's not just oh kirk cheated on a test this this has significance yeah every little bit in this yeah. film has has that bit, that bit of significance and it ties yeah, into what happens yeah. you know yeah, yeah absolutely tied up all together. Yep. He goes, I, I don't like to lose then he just bites the apple i mean just like great <laughs> drama great perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and then at the end when, when he's given the eulogy of all the souls i've, I've encountered in in the universe his was the most human his voice chokes you know, up. Get, yeah <laughs> love it love yeah, it he gets you yeah, I, you know what? You. And, for, and for all the overacting and all the impressions that people, you know, right. and that's the thing about this movie is if, if people look at the impressions of of, of Kirk and Shatner, yeah. you're going to think that this movie is that. And it's it's probably the least of that. Right. And yeah. and that's why it's a sin that this is called Star Trek, Two because a lot of people will not watch it because of those preconceived notions. And you're just missing a great story. That's right. Like, it happens to take place in, in outer space. It just happens. I wish to. they would. Yeah, I really but, wish but that like they Nick would. Like Nick said, it could be anywhere else. Like the, the Star Trek, yeah. film, you know, series, it could be. You could transplant this into the West. You could transplant it mm-hmm. into the business world. Yeah, you could transplant it, you know, wherever, it, and it would fit. Yeah. You know, because it's because it's a these themes are universal. They're not space specific themes that can only happen, you know, out there. It's kind of no. This the, you know the struggle is real in this one with with Kirk of of old age and and friendships yeah. and dying and all that kind of stuff, which is. You know, again, just the I fact that, that Paramount would actually go back and take the numbers off the films, like you know, just Star Trek: Wrath of Khan, Star Trek: Search for Smock, yeah. you know, just, yeah, they just did eliminate the numbers right? and entirely. Yeah, if, if, if they if they no. did that, we wouldn't know which ones were the even ones, and we wouldn't wouldn't know which ones were good, right? <laughs> well, so let's talk about that. I mean, so there's on. the there's the there's the, the 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 legend or the myth, or maybe it's real that the even number Star Trek films are the better films, right? Two. The Voyage yeah. Home for an Undiscovered Country. And then you have one, which is the motion picture. You have three, Search for Spock, which, you know, Christopher I'll, Lloyd, uh, you know, I'll, I'll you know, it was like, like Jim, I, I like as a, Jim Ignatowski as a, I like, as a Klingon. I like Star Trek. I'm going to defend Spock. Search for Spock. Too, right? I, I absolutely love that film. Who's, who's going to really defend do. Star Trek V? Uh, well, <laughs> nah. you're going to take up the mantle on that one or not? Nah, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. What does that need a spaceship for, right? I, I think we can make a case that the even ones are, are superior. Oh, absolutely. Better. Yeah, they are, are the better. And films, I don't know why it worked out that way, but yeah. Um, I think yeah. two, three, and four, what they call the Spock trilogy, this whole story arc, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think Star Trek three is kind of be rated unnecessarily because i think like like eric said there's there's some really good moments in that in that movie i i don't know if it was the budget i don't know if it was recasting savik i don't know they got goofy elements, looking they're jumping yeah, jumping elements, from all these like, i love know. christopher lloyd you know if anybody's gonna follow khan's scene chewing christopher <laughs> lloyd as, as as the vulcan you know yeah it's pretty mean, good what, yeah. what really sold me on what, that what, film what, what it is <laughs> it is it is it is you're crossing crossing that threshold of a of total absurd uh, absurdity here yeah. um it went back into camp 
Uh, but it, it was done with such heart yeah. and reverence because the film in, in itself, by in, by and large, is a very somber movie. It's not it's not meant for camps, not meant for laughs. Yeah, they take it very seriously. The subject matter, despite the bigger budget, <clears throat> despite the you know whatever the the camping you know special effects, that's what kind of really kind of brings it down a little bit. But man, you know the the idea that Kirk is going to risk life and limb to just get an opportunity to save his soul, which he has knows he has nothing. He knows nothing about the, like the cling, uh, you know, the, the Vulcan mysticism. And mm. He doesn't necessarily believe in it, but because it's his friend, yeah, he'll do it. He's he'll risk it. In this one, they, in Star Trek two, you know, you know tale of two cities, it's like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And then in Star mm-hmm. Trek three, it's all about, you know, he says it at the end, he goes, the needs of the about one him. outweigh the yeah. needs of the many, yeah. right? Well, so. what about David, though? He got, he, didn't he get knifed? Uh, yeah, David dies. Oh, that's why you, 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 you threaten somebody with, with a knife. Yeah. Someone's going to give you a knife. And David got the business end of the knife in this one. And when but they carried through with that, out. though, which yeah. I liked. It was like they didn't pull any punches there. <laughs> the, the Klingon, you know, there was, typically there, something would happen where he would he would live. But no, he got stabbed right in the back. They they yeah. they delivered on that on yeah. that threat when, on that promise. And that and, scene and when that, Brooke hears you know. that his son is dead, right? You talk about subtle acting. He just collapses and he's like, "You killed my son." And I just I love <laughs> when it. When he falls off the chair, yeah, that's, that's what, what gets me. Like, when he goes such, to sit was, down in his I chair that was and really he misses it and he part, falls. You know? Yeah. Full, yeah. full I mean, disclosure, I haven't seen it enough. I, it's the one I don't really watch. I'm going to have so. to watch it again now. Yeah. Because now it's, you guys got me all thinking about it. It's yeah. one that, you know, yeah. for the longest time, nobody really ever talked about three. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody talks how bad five is. And, and, I think and, they, they, know, felt, they felt it was like a, a gimmicky thing you know, to yeah. bring it back because people were upset. I mean, it's well, you know, like you said, like we said earlier, those two been. characters together yeah. are like so strong together and people were, were missing that. But it yeah. makes sense, though, in this world. And like, and these stories, especially th- these series, Star Trek original series, I don't want to go into like, you know, next after the next generation, yeah. it's, it's like hit or miss for me uh, on the series. But uh, but the, these movies, they have this flatness in, in a good way where they tell stories and it's not about the glam. It's not about the effects. It's not about, you know, people are right. jumping out of chairs during explosions. They look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's no way you should be jumping Just, out of chairs. Why do they put explosive yeah. items in the, Everywhere. In the consoles? In the training rooms. I'm like, no why, why would you do that? Can't Scotty you're, fix that? Just take the explosives out of the consoles on the bridge. But, but when you get to the stories, they go really, really well. Yeah. And, and I think that's the heart of it, why they work. is that, yeah. And sometimes they hit or miss a little bit. But in comparison yeah. to the one before, and they just, they adjust like life. They adjust the story. They correct it. They take a corrective yeah. measure. Yeah, and, yeah which they did. Which they did with Trek Four, right? They right. kind of like they pivoted towards a smaller measure. story, right. you know, and, well, and it was literally it, Kirk and Spock. Yeah, and but but you have this a great heartfelt stuff about it, where you're learning about these three people who interact constantly, mm-hmm. and that's their life. That's their worldview. You know, my, one of my rules of filmmaking is why did God turn on the camera? Because a lot of shit's yeah. happening at the same time. I got to understand why God would say, "I'm going to pay attention for a minute." You know, yeah, you know, so and, and and I think if you could tell a really good story, that's when God goes, Oh, this is kind of interesting. Let me stay focused yeah. on putting this. a frame. I'm not, I'm not gonna change anything. I'm yeah. obviously not gonna help you. But but uh, but I will like I would like to see what happens. Yeah. And, and I think these moments in, in these Star Trek, you know, these films, this run, they stay true to form. They they saw it from the first one, they you know, effects weren't gonna, you know, win people over. And they they had a, a and people had a, a respect to the storylines and the characters. It's, yeah. like, it's like different. Like I don't like Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. Nick knows mm-hmm. it just it grates me after second season. It just grates me. 
Strange, yeah. Strange New World is pretty good. Strange like New World is, is truer to I, this, I like which I like. I do, I do enjoy. It's fun. I do. Yeah. It's fun. More episodic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's episodic. There's, there's like, different kind of learning curves for everybody. You know, there's still like I, my my cat my captain's Jesus. There's a little bit of that, but not as much right. as yeah. Discovery, where literally they're Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that one just gets me. I can't. Yeah, I, I, can't I did the first that. season as well, and then the it was a mess. So the second season, I it checked was, out. It, like, it started I'm strong. It started yeah. really strong. Yeah, and it was great really effects. interesting. But, like I like the yeah. storyline, and then after that, like I'm the Red Angel, or I was like, oh my god, stop! Yeah. I, was I, like, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I don't like the retconning. I don't like the fact that they're going back and interacting with our legendary characters. Who, in my opinion, nobody could replace these actors. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Them. Even with the movies, yeah. I'm not. They don't have that kind right. of humor, right. that swagger. It's, but if it's I can, mimicry at some point. Chris if I Pine play, is Captain Kirk. <laughs> no, if I can not. play devil's advocate, though, it's like these characters are so great. I got to throw a bomb in there. Yeah, don't get don't get me started on that. You one. don't have like Leonard Nimoy anymore, or DeForest Kelly that can play those characters again, and they are yeah. such great characters. So, do we just like leave it by the dust heap, dust heap, and just say, well, okay, you know, that's why you I would thought, leave it to legend. I, I would I would say don't we don't need to see these really? characters. I, I thought I think, Zachary Quinto you know, was really good as Spock so in the Star Trek. I, think, I really enjoyed his because it was a faithful recreation, yeah. and, and it was different enough. But I, I enjoyed Zachary. I enjoyed the Star Trek reboot. We'll we'll save it for another episode. Sure, sure, we can talk about that. We're yeah, gonna, yeah, we're opinions. gonna go. We're, we're gonna go. We'll go off. We'll go <laughs> we'll off the rails on that. But as, as we begin to wind down, I, there is the one interesting other story: is Chekhov. Yeah. And how does how Chekhov fits in or doesn't fit in with this? Right. So a lot has been made where 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 Khan recognize he doesn't recognize Terrell in the beginning, but he says, "You, I know you, Chekhov." Yeah. And Chekhov didn't appear in Star Trek until the second season, and Spacey mm-hmm. was the first season. Right. Yeah. Um, wasn't the reason the why this happened is. Um, I think it was Nicholas Meyer or Harv Bennett sent Walter Koenig, uh, who plays Chekhov, a copy of the script. He said, listen, just, we don't know a lot about Star Trek. Look over, look over the script and make sure we're, we're getting the terminology right. Like, I think they called it the neutrality zone. And he's like, no, it's the neutral zone. So Walter Koenig kind of went through and, and looked at the script and gave all the notes. And he said, he goes, I realized that my scene with Khan, I was not in the show yet. He goes, but mm-hmm. I didn't put anything in the notes because I was afraid that oh, they wouldn't not of- that they wouldn't not that they would change the lines, but they would just take me out of the scene. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> so actor. Yeah, but a lot of in the first place. Though. He, he 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 spat in the face of Star Trek continuity, so he could be right. in that be in that hey, scene and get the war get the war. Do what you got to do. Got to do residuals, baby. Residuals, baby. He was probably <laughs> on the ship, though. That you know, he might not have been on the bridge. Because yeah, he's I, like, I, you know, as great as George Takei is, I, I couldn't see Sulu in the scene, so I just I didn't say anything in the yeah. notes. I just left it. Yeah. So they left him in there. He was really good. I. I I love, you know, when he sees yeah. the buckle and he's like, Botany Bay. Botany Bay. Botany Bay. Oh, no. And then yeah. if you notice, if you notice when, he's like got that, when he's brainwashed with that creature, he does the yeah. little flickering of the eyelids. You know, I don't know. Yeah, if he does that. Next time you watch yeah. it, he, he's it's, like, good. Like, it's yeah. like him fighting it. Yeah. You know, and I think that was yeah. his way of doing now, it. He was you know? doing something. Yeah. And you yeah. can t- totally though. argue the fact that he could have been there. Yeah, right. he could have been on the ship. Yeah, on Strange New Worlds, you got Ahura's on the ship. She was not in that first yep. episode with That's pike true. right neither true. was chapel yep yeah so these characters are or there james, james but, kirk's you know, dad 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> or his brother, his brother Sam is on the show. Yeah. 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 Not Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Car- Sam Kirk. Sam, that one episode with the pancakes. Remember the, yeah. you know, the, 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 the parasites and you see yeah. his brother with hit, hit Spock in the with a mustache. Yeah. yeah. Got the porn stash back then. That <laughs> yeah. So he's, yeah. He's on, he's on the show as, yeah. as a crew member, yeah. which I don't recall him ever being in Starfleet. If you, yeah, right. Yeah, so no. if you follow that continuity, it's it's, just, it's you know a little yeah. Wacky, so, but, you know, you know, and you know what? Yeah. Poor, poor poor Chekhov got it would get abused again in Star Trek Four. Right. He would get like yeah. the, like hit in the head or whatever, and they fall like a bludgeon. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they were like wheeling him around, right? They, they were like yeah. working, and McCoy's working up. Like that guy can't win for losing. Like no, you know, he, he gets can't. The, he gets the worm in his ear and his blood. You know, I mean, yeah. did that guy have hearing loss? Because they didn't address that, and he just came back onto the bridge like, hey, do you need some help? But you he know, he's like, his ear is like fine. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, you know, Kirk might be allergic to the eye stuff, but the ear stuff, whatever they did with him, he he'll was ready to rock and roll. He walk it off. Yeah, you only God. had something wrapped around your cerebral yeah. cortex that was making you insane. But come on, and and it's yeah, you like fired was, the photon. Yeah. If you only there's a doctor right next to him holding his shoulders. Maybe yeah. that would have looked into it. We'll trust you to fire the photon torpedo. You're not, you know. I got you. Yeah. Check out, I love you, man. I love you. Brother. So, so let, let's let's go around the table with 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 two questions. We'll start with with Roland. Is Star Trek two the best of the series, and what's your favorite scene? It, to me, it is the best of the series. Actually, I love the scene for this one. Is when uh, Kirk goads him to come into the into the nebula. I think that clicks for me, and it becomes the most dramatic scene. And like Nick mm-hmm. was mentioning, it's like a submarine chase. It's been done before, and it's great the way it was done. Now it was in real time. You're you're literally it's not jump cuts, nothing. It's just two act characters pitted against each other, and they're trying to see who can best each other. And then they even have like a chess piece in the base when they go for it. When Chekhov first gets there, he has like a checker thing. So you know they're thinking about strategy, but they're simple strategists. Yeah, they're very simple strategists. It's checkers, not chess. Great. They would have made a chess piece, a chess game, not checkers. So yeah. even that's interesting. So <laughs> yeah. like these little things that come in, but I think that is my, my favorite, my favorite scene cool. is that, Sauce, that realization for the goose. Yeah. Yeah. Sauce yeah. That's, that's, one, that's one vote for Trek two is the best uh, in the series. Nick, is it, it's, is it the best in the, tre- the original Trek movie absolutely. series? And what's your yeah. favorite scene? I, I mean, I like, I like a lot of Trek movies, but Star Trek two is the best. My favorite scene is probably, I mean, I love the death of Spock and, and all that, but um, probably Khan's, uh, last his death scene, you know, where he's quoting Moby Dick or whatever. He's like, you know, I, I spit my last breath at D. You know, I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. you know, from hell's hearts. You know, I was like, <laughs> it's just him. Yeah, he relays it on. The end. And what I like <laughs> to think is like he died before the Genesis device blew up. So I was like, if Ricardo Montalban was still alive, you know, or now they can digitally do it, I would love to just see like the return of Khan somehow deep you know? fake i don't think you know the benedict cumberbatch and thing and the in the new trek i, I, didn't, like I didn't think that worked no, with with Khan. you know it's a great character yes. and just like they just wow. called him Khan. he wasn't Khan. Yeah. he didn't do I anything it was like None. so but that was a great death scene and a great way to go so that was my favorite cool eric be- best yeah. of the series <clears throat> best of the series yeah. no doubt okay. um my favorite scene uh god how do you choose uh Probably the scene with what probably my favorite scene, which is uh, sort of a we already had the scene with McCoy and Kirk in his apartment. But then I love the scene where Kirk seeks out Spock. And he's like, I need your help. I got to, you know, and, and him and Spock are going like, you take the ship. No, I don't. I don't. It's not necessary. I just get me to regular one, you know, and, and 
Spock has to convince him that I got no ego to bruise here. You know, you're clearly the captain of this mission. You're, you you belong. He's ba- essentially saying the same thing Bones is saying. Yeah. You belong back as on, on in, in that chair. You're 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 in command here. So so I love that. I love that. Anything scene. else course, is a waste of material. That's right. And I would I would not <laughs> presume to debate you. That is wise. You know, like it just yeah. It's just command so, is your first best. You know, so that good. chemistry between the two is just absolutely still there. It's yeah. oh my god. It's, 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 and, and the three of them is the heart and soul. Yeah. Of it. You know, I would go with you know I'm going to say Trek two. Although a lot of people would probably might say that Trek four is the most accessible. Star Trek film because it's the least Star Trekky because they went back in time so it takes place in modern it's, day yeah, you know yeah. so that that one's easy for people to kind of get into but if if you get through that and you're looking for more I think Trek Two is is really uh, yeah I you know I think it's the primo ep, primo ep, I said primo episode because that's what it's like it's it's got all mm-hmm. the best elements of an episode but but really amped up and they've got time to to kind of play in the world and, and build the characters. Um, I, I like I kind of like the Genesis scene only because you get the three of them with with Spock, Kirk, and McCoy, kind of going. Mm. You know, you get to see McCoy go, do what he does best and be can- cantankerous and that's right. You know, <laughs> the realist and you know you you know. And now here comes Genesis. You know, and, <laughs> and watch you know, out. According to myth, it was in seven days. Now we can do. You know, like he's just so overly. He's just overly dramatic. You know, and and that's what Spock says. Like, really, Doctor, your emotions Doctor, are going to get. Must, you know, yeah, you must <laughs> like, control. You, you really must should control, control your, your emotions. You know, so they that, will I'm be your that, undoing. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm glad that they were able yeah. to write that in because there was that was that was so that prevalent was part, yeah. in the original series of yeah. of McCoy just not just he can't tolerate the logic. He can't tolerate just the the straight facts with no emotion. You know, so I like right. that they kind of yeah. brought that in there and had yeah. the scene of the three of them, and it was probably the only scene, but one of the few scenes with the three of them where they were. Just together like that, because every yeah, everything yeah. else they were kind of up to you know in in scenes together, but not really interacting in that way. So I kind of yeah, uh, I kind of dug that one because that's like that's like a that for me that was like a throwback to the uh, to the old series and the old style of writing with the bickering, you know, with, which you didn't really jokes see. here and there. And Kirk yeah. has this gentleman, gentlemen, please. Yeah. <laughs> for a while, he's got to stop. He's got to put a stop to it, you know. Yeah, and then McCoy <laughs> you know? when they're when they're going to beam into the planet, McCoy's like, well, we're, you know, like we're. Be- we're what if we beam into rock is like, you know, China's like, uh, well, you, you'll always get the, you know, you said you wanted to get away from it all. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they had those little moments of <laughs> yeah. like the movie was pretty serious throughout, but they had those yeah. little moments those of levity out, that, throughout. that yeah. they were able to insert in there and just kind of give you some of that, that even though things are serious, there, there's always time for that. Right. You know, yeah, those, sure. little, yeah, those little answer. things, those little that's real moments where you're making, okay. you're, you're kind of just making an offhanded comment. Yeah. So right. when he goes um, into the radiation chamber, right. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, no human can survive that. And he's like, you know, you never fail to tell me I'm not human. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 As you are. Yeah, that, that so, yeah. Bit, yeah. How about and that then, poor bastard that gets like that Kirk just like pushes out of the way. I wonder what, like, who, you know, if that actor is like getting yeah. any kind of special royalties for that scene. Like <laughs> the, the guy standing on the gantry and Kirk yeah. like just shoves him out of the way. Is that when he down comes the, down the ladder? Yeah. When he goes down the ladder, you know, he like slides to get to down, the he's thing. so cool. He slides down the <laughs> ladder with his boots on the side. Like, because like, yeah. in, in one of the earlier scenes, you saw like Spock, like climb down the the ladder and it was like a big made a big thing out of it and then you know kirk yeah. just comes in and like slides down the ladder like you know it's like <laughs> he, he's got to do everything but even in a death scene he's got to have like the little flare in there you know that's right like, that's right that physicality that, yeah. his uniform yeah. had the collar up 
Yeah, remember when he went to the station? Yeah, when they had the jackets. Everybody has had to call down. That's right. He thought it was a little windy because it's a little windy in here. Well, he's like the Elvis of the group, right? So he had the collar up like Elvis from the 70s. A little bit. Wasn't that what it was called, right? The Shatner 2000s. The Shatner 2000. Yeah. TJ Hooker. I think that was an SNL thing. The Shatner 2000 was the name of the Speaking of SNL, did anyone here catch when he says – Spock, are you are you out of your Falcon mind? Yeah, and that's that's from the SNL bit. Yeah, no. <laughs> from, from John years Belushi. Before. Yeah, with John Belushi. Yeah. I was like, oh my you god, your Vulcan that's mind. great. That's McCoy they, says they it. That, yeah, that is great. They brought that into the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to be a little. It doesn't hurt to be a little self aware. Right, as long as it little, kind of fits little, in and it a little light and and it's like, circling circling back on the absurdity of of how yeah. hammy it was back in the sixties. Yeah, and then, I, I and love then that SNL kind of kind of lampooned it and they brought it back in. So I think that's going to do it. For this yeah. episode of the 3324 podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Like I said in the beginning, I'm going to keep shilling the social media 3324 podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, of course, want to thank the guests. Roland Arucci, thank you so much for, for joining us. We hope thank to you. have you back on again. A pleasure. I got to admit, I was a little distracted looking at you I'm or handsome. looking at the Dan Electro, looking at the Dan Electro guitar <laughs> next to you. For, for those on video, when we put it on YouTube, you'll see. Um, Nick Leshy, of course, always a pleasure. Thank as you always. For, yep. uh, for joining us as well. This is what movie so that's going to do it. About, right? What's that? I said, this is what movie going is all about. You know, it's just yeah, that's right. talking about it and the kind of movies that last 40 years and you can still talk about them like you just saw them fresh for the first time. Yeah. Yesterday, so. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. And, and we highly recommend final word. If, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, put all that aside and just watch this film. Don't watch the other ones. You don't, you actually don't even have to watch. You don't even have to watch the original series the, uh, episode. This was based on watch this film, give it two hours of your life. Just put all the other notions aside. And I guarantee you, You'll be compelled by the story. If not, then I was wrong. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to do it for this. So uh, for Roland, for Nick, for Eric, this has been Dean asking you to please be kind and rewind. You've been listening to the 3324 Podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation. 